Hey, Hi. everybody. I'm with Lamar and Phil. Yeah. We're normally not this far apart. This is the oh, first I time. So, I feel like an intruder. This, no, this <laughs> no, this is Jerry Sandwich. Actually, we, we um, uh, had a similar interview 10 years ago. Yeah. You were at South by Southwest. Southwest. That's yeah. when we had first met. Yeah. Is, really? That's where we met. Oh my God! So I yeah. was there at the yeah that moment, and I had a little plastic cup with a yeah. mic, mic on it. I could right? play the video later, but uh, the night we met, um, we built a uh, Frogger robot and put it in traffic until it yes. got smashed. Yeah, that was that's legendary. Th that really happened. Yeah, and since then it's uh, it been really pretty happened, much. It really happened, but the cops can't prove it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's, well, you should. There's a video. Um, we did a uh, event at Media Lab called Forbidden Research, and oh, yeah. this year we had one of the students that was somewhat involved in putting the fire truck on the dome, and she went through kind of the whole thing of how she actually did it, and it, 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 you, you just have to watch it. But what was amazing is they built it to code, so it, it, to withstand 90 mile an hour winds and all that. And they, That's cool. And they sent the code to the facilities guys, so they were able to leave it up for a few days because yeah. they knew it was properly built. But but. Pranks that are well executed yeah. are, are important. For yeah, everything. we um, we made a TV Be Gone device with uh, Mitch Altman, and that went to that, that went to CES, and that kind of changed the landscape of uh, CES for at least a day. All the TVs got turned off, and it just brought attention to the fact that the Consumer Electronics Show just turned into a, a TV show. Uh -huh. um, it was just about flat screens when they came oh, out. So yeah, we like things like that. We do. Um, Hackery things. You're, yeah, you're you're best known for your wave bubble work at MIT, where Jason. Yeah, right? that was part of my thesis was um, was making cell phone jammers. That was fun. I wanted to learn how to build one, and at the same time, uh, taught other people how to do it. Open, it open source hardware. So that was. Is that where you started times. the teaching of open stuff, or was that? How did that? Well, first of all, let's talk about you guys, because like, oh, yeah, sure. because I knew. Of you, I knew I knew you when you were doing the the the, the, the crazy stuff with the Sony stuff. Yeah, and, um, I worked in um, advertising for a company called Fallon. Yeah, and right. Sony was um, uh, we were the agency of record, and we did things like the Curio robot mm -hmm. stuff, and uh, we built a gallery in Shanghai, mm -hmm. um, all sorts of things. You know, there's a rumor that Sony is making another robot. Well, so I, I'm just going to make one request. I'm going to make some requests during this, but here's one request. If Sony kills off something, can they open source it? Because the Curio robots yeah, and yeah. the and the um, humanoid robots that mm -hmm. are out there, and I've written about this on Make back in my other yeah. other other life. Um, that would be great if they also. I, I did actually send that whole multi-page recommendation to Sony that you gave me when I joined the board. Oh to the yeah, CEO yeah, yeah. So, I think so, I mentioned so, the buy Dropbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh. But but so so you were like two things happening, and yeah. then and then I met you at South by, and I was already sort of fans, and then you you together created this other thing and yeah. then and then I visited here you visited when this was all under construction yeah we were just starting here this and it's still this kind of secret fortress yeah right? I mean like I think through that the years I had a couple of slides like this is all of Adafruit like 12 years ago um, mm -hmm. this was in Lamore's tiny apartment and then uh, that was me prepping for the first maker fair yeah and then uh, you know bunny um, yes. bunny is currently suing the government that's pretty cool um, yeah. we got a pick-and-place machine for our apartment and that was all of Adafruit and then uh, you visited when we were doing construction on um, one of the floors here, and then we were able to get this pick-and-place machine later. And, um, and I love, what was what magazine or something you were in front of it saying your favorite gadget? Was yeah. it a gadget? Was it uh, well, Lifehacker? There was a few. So here's a funny story. You know, we get emails from journalists, and they're like, what's your favorite gadget? And they want, like, an iPhone. Yeah. Lamore doesn't have a cell phone. So yeah. she's like, a Samsung 
SM <laughs> pick and place machine. I, that does. I, I use that slide a lot. Yeah. What is, what is your current favorite uh, gadget right now? I really still do like the SM482 pick and place. I mean, yeah. like it is so fast and it's so precise and it's a great value. Yeah, we've got, um, it's funny. Uh, a selective solder machine, is, is a, it's, gad, it's more gadgety. Yeah. It's like, I mean, well, it's a gadgety-est. Yeah, we took a 360 video the other day of the setup here, so you mm -hmm. can't really see it um, uh, here because it just goes back kind of forever. But this okay. is a, a 360 video that anyone can wear the Google Cardboard stuff or whatever, yeah. and uh, they can they can meet some of the so, folks who run the equipment here. And where's that 360? It's on YouTube. Your, it's on yeah, YouTube. it's on okay. YouTube. And yeah. uh, before you go, uh, maybe we can do a 360 oh, video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've just grown the company. Uh, to to a, a manufacturing company in New York. So so can I can I throw. Uh, difficult question at you right now? There's no difficult um, questions, only difficult answers. <laughs> because because I spent some time in Shenzhen with, with Bunny, and yeah. he showed me around, and I developed this kind of image that that it was kind of like the Silicon Valley of hardware, and, yeah. and we've been sending students there, and and it's just completely different when you go, go into a factory, especially if you have Bunny with you. So anything you want, the, the never, they never say no. No, they like, never say want, no. Well, we can probably get that guy to do it, and I know an uncle, and, and, and yeah. there's always volume of everything. And so, so for me, and then you just see like SMTs like being shuttled around on little yeah. vans and stuff. And so, so for me, like the idea of how can the media lab get closer to Shenzhen, how do we understand that ecosystem, that's been like a really big part of what I've been thinking about. Yeah. But then here are you guys in New York with everything you need mostly here mm -hmm. and, and that has I've always had difficulty reconciling whether you know built in New York at Adafruit and built in Shenzhen with factories and my students and how those things connect do you know what I mean I think that yeah I think it's 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 the difference between you know fast food and making a meal yourself like mm -hmm. here we know all the ingredients we know exactly what goes into the process we design for manufacture, whereas when you go to Shenzhen, um, you know, you can get like 5,000 hamburgers, mm -hmm. but, and they'll always say yes, you know, which, <laughs> which is wonderful, but, um, you know, one of the things I liked about reviewing Bunny's book, because he wrote this book about Shenzhen, um, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a point and look translation book as well, is, you know, you get what you pay for and you don't know what you're getting until you've gotten it. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you go there and you like, you know, like sometimes like you'll go to like a place and you're like, oh, like I want a grilled cheese. But what you get is like not what your imagination is of a grilled yes, cheese. Yes. Whereas here it's like whatever I put into the pick and place, whatever we design is yes. exactly what we want. Right. And so having that control for creating the kind of quality and good experience that we want right. is much better than, you know, I think like we did a video. We talked about how if you go to Shenzhen, you say, well, I want a tablet. You know, I want to have a tablet for some project, and they're like, okay, you know, I can get you a tablet for like $100 or whatever. What percentage of them do you need to work? Yeah, like what percentage <laughs> do you want them to work? And it's like, you're going to find out they're like 640 by 40 resolution. They only run Android 3.1. Right. Like you can't upgrade them. There's like one megabyte of file. It's like, you, you're, you're going to get anything you want, but you don't, you have to know what you want. Right. And I think when I see people go to Shenzhen, the issue is they don't, they have this image, but it's not, there's well, it's, an it's mismatch. It's like this platonic image of what a capacitor is, right? Exactly. And, 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 and what, what, exactly. What, what Bunny showed us, which was he was creating, which is so cool, was like a, a, a design tool, but you had to specify which factory, what tolerance, what yeah. material. You, you, you say, know. like, yeah, like, so like, I did a project with um, uh, Raffle, mm -hmm. uh, who did the, um, 
to Pobo. Mm -hmm. And we worked on the circuit board to get it made in Shenzhen, the, the, the little rope inside the, the, the little robotics um, elements. And we designed a little um, a buck converter that would take the power in and convert it to the servo. And so like mm -hmm. I specified it, and you know, what's funny is I specified inductor, and I just specified 10 microhenries or something. Mm -hmm. This is like a decade ago, so I don't remember the details. We sent it out and they replaced it with the cheapest inductor they could get, which was like so skinny that I looked at it and I was like, I was like, they never plugged this in because if they plugged it in, it would catch on fire. Right. And he's like, really? And I said, yeah, watch. And we plugged it in and it just went like poof. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, the, like, I didn't do a good enough job because I had never experienced working with the Shenzhen factory right, right, right. to say like, oh my God, you have to specify everything, 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 which is why for beginners, Shenzhen is the most dangerous. Because you'll get 10,000 and it turns out it's not working. Yeah, I have a, a, a maybe more on the um, business side of mm -hmm. why it makes sense. Because we're in New York, we're in Soho. Yep. This seems insane. Yep. Why in the world would we ever have a factory in Soho? Well, if you look at what Adafruit does, we are a rapid prototype manufacturer. We'll do short runs of mm -hmm. 3,000 different products. And so uh, Lady Ada sits 15 feet from the pick and place machine. Yep. So she's able to do designs, get 200 out, do iterations, and then we're on to the next thing. So we have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, um, uh, Internet of Things radios. Mm -hmm. And if you're a single serving company, like a lot of Kickstarters are, mm -hmm. or it seems like the pressure for students to be designers for one thing, I'm going right. to make this amazing Apple thing with the shiny box, they probably are stuck with Shenzhen because you have to wait so long. So here's a video of a mm -hmm. tester mm -hmm. that we have. So we do the testing right here. Right. Um, this is something that would take, um, you'd have to go to Shenzhen, you'd get something sent back, you would yeah. send a prototype, you do this, a year goes by, your Kickstarter backers are pissed. Yeah. Your investors, you've invested in hardware companies, they usually don't work out yeah. because they're hardware companies. Yeah. And so what we figured out is we got really good at manufacturing small scale, yeah. and now we can do it larger scale, but eventually it's a global marketplace. We still will do stuff in Shenzhen so, too. And, and by the way, just for people who aren't electronics nerds, I mean, testers are so important. They're was, so important. No one talks about them. Nobody talks we, about them. So, so, because Bunny's whole thing is teaching people how to make testers. And, one of, the, and so one of the things important. they did was they, they went to buy these memories, like SD cards or something. Yeah. And you know, they're mostly don't work. And, and they said, well, we want to test everything. And said, so you have to lend us your tester. Um, to test your, your, your units, because they promised they were yeah. a certain yield. They go back to the hotel room, and then they copy it. Yeah. And, then, and, and what happens is once you have a tester, then you can go and negotiate mm -hmm. really crappy SD cards and test them and return the bad ones. I spend yeah. all my time working on testers, and when I make a mistake with a tester, that's when I get yeah. burned. But that's In where fact, if you look back here, right this is all testers. Yeah, all testers, testing. all automated testers. These are the, use this Raspberry is the tester Pi bin over here. Everything. You can see every yep. product has yeah. a tester. So I do tester have a, I have a wide angle shot too. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Okay. Testers farther than the eye can see. So it's and almost, some puppets. It's almost all um, test jigs because if you do a good job with, again, if you do a good job with the testers, it, they can't sneak it. Because you know, once you outsource something, even if you specify parts, mm -hmm. you, know, you can't tell by looking at capacitor whether it's like a 5% or 10%. Actually, you can't tell physically. You have right. to just trust that they bought what you said they would buy. Which is partly, you know, you have to have trust with the factory owner mm -hmm. and the purchaser. Yeah. But if you have a good tester, you will be able to catch flaws. Mm -hmm. One thing I, I have noticed is, if you do get bad yield, um, I've never had a factory not That's like right. say, okay, yeah, you're right, like, haha, like tried but didn't work out. <laughs> right. yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no animosity. It's not like. How, how dare you accuse me? They're like, oh yeah, like we just had some bad ones. I'll get you new ones. And you're like a sucker if you didn't specify it, or you're a sucker if you don't have a tester. It's not yeah. that you're, you're a sucker. They're just like, dude, like, well, it's oh, a, it's you, the way it's, you do it, right? It's, I don't. It's like. It's
it's not like a ripping off. And people are like, oh, right. I got ripped off. And I'm like, no, you didn't get ripped off. It's just because you weren't specific enough. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we ordered tablets for this funny thing where I, I send an, we had an advisory board meeting and I sent everybody a, a tablet with a video recorded message that was kind of like your mission if you wish to. And oh, I fine. talked to Bunny and, and I was like, I need a tablet. He says, okay, if it's a disposable tablet that you want, we got to get the cheapest tablet that will actually work. Yeah. So this company's tablets will have about a 70%, let's just, I'll make it up, like three in 10 won't work. Yeah. So we should order this many, yeah. and then we'll fix, we'll, we'll test them, and then we'll do it. And, yeah. and, and that's like ordering the, hoverboards. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, you know, 30% don't work, and they blow up, but like, some of them go. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but net, once, if you can yeah. test them, it's actually Still cheaper to do out. that than buying iPads, right? But if you, had, if you were a product company and you were sending these to customers, that's, right. that's yeah. where you get screwed. And so it's, it's like not, it's what people don't know that bites them. Like I do so much business with Shenzhen that at this point, like after like a decade, I know how to specify cables, but it took right. me years to learn how to specify cables. So, and then like now we have the QA process, you know, mm -hmm. in-house mm -hmm. as well to make sure we have a QA process in Shenzhen, we have somebody do the right. QA on the so, so, so like, you, you it's use Shenzhen though, absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you're, so, so you would be, you're kind of the we're just ten years ahead to yeah. how that system works for people here. Yeah, yeah. the right. thing that I would say is um, Shenzhen isn't a start; mm -hmm. it's part of the journey of manufacturing electronics. Yeah. And the tools are so good, and you can do so many things here to get started. Yeah. That's your test. If you can, if you can thrive here for a little bit with the things that are available, then go to Shenzhen. Mm -hmm. Starting there, um, it might not be a good idea. Right. Yeah, although, although what I found is having the students go and spend a couple months on the factory oh, floors. Yeah, and they should know what they're, yeah, then yeah. Then they can kind of imagine. Then they can design for manufacturing. Right. Like right. we design for manufacturing that's 20 feet and just, away. And just watching people fail. Um, yeah. Like specification yeah. of cables. Yeah, like I had right? like OLED, you know, like I got, I've got OLEDs. You can't get OLEDs in America, you have to get them from Shenzhen. You know, everything was great for the first year and then we had some OLEDs that had like a missing pixel. And I was like, oh, you know what? My tester doesn't turn on every pixel. It displays like a test message, but doesn't, flash every pixel on. So mm -hmm. like I changed the tester, now every pixel gets turned on. We were turned yeah. all the bad ones and then after and that the company no longer know, sent me ones with bad pixels. The equipment the that we have is what uh, you just never get a chance to see in the factories. Mm -hmm. Like Samsung makes a billion phones, we buy the machines that Samsung makes to make our stuff. Can I also jump to another tangential hard yeah, question? Yeah, um, Because I asked a similar question to the last like six conversations I've had, which is um, the short version is I think that as AI and machines and corporations become more and more efficient, um, and our metric, our fitness function is money. Mm. So, like, like, like the, the, the great article was there's a there's a uh, an office that takes care of looking up gun serial numbers and people, and it's boxes and boxes of paper. One more, tell me about this story. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, so one of the things is we were. We had a meeting this weekend talking about cybernetics and redesigning processes and social systems, and then so, and somebody brought it up and they said, "Well, you know, we should." We, they said, "But the problem is, if you look at that problem, it's not that they don't know they should have a relation database. It's that the NRA funded a law that prevents the use of computers." Yeah, it's there, not a technology problem, right? And then if you think about the NRA, or if you think about the facts that taxes are now determined by lobbying of companies. So the tax office is in service of the companies, not the other way around, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about these big systems that we have that get bigger and bigger, they become resistant to most types of attacks. So I think of them as these cancerous, um, very complex super intelligences. When you throw AI in, it'll get even stronger. So, okay. and, and, and the problem so is- So making the DMV 
self-aware is not a good idea. <laughs> well, 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 when, because right? so, so, I'm studying evolution right now, and in evolution, you have, a, you have an environment and then you have a fitness function. And if the fitness function is fundamentally around money, what, where that's the most fungible source of free energy, yeah. everything starts to kind of evolve that way. And what's happening right now, I, I feel like, is, is a lot of the systems that we've created now are, and this is Lessig's thing too, right? Like, politics is about money. And so, yeah. even though, you can imagine how politics might work. You can't actually implement it because it's now resistant to tampering by citizens or by Lessig or anybody else. Yeah. So, so all of that saying, so how do you hack the system? You have to hack the system by changing people's values because it's yep. all the fact that everybody measures each other by money that causes these systems to get the energy that they have. Okay, now. Can I, can I, ask, can I just point yeah. out one like totally obvious counterexample? Yeah. Which is how Uber was a completely un, uh, legislative hack. Well, so, so Uber is a good example. So Uber is a... a so, there's so, policy and they hacked through the policy. Right, but Uber, do you think Uber, when it gets big and huge, is going to care about the drivers? Is it, it it's, it's Uber's yet another... No, but nobody cares about the drivers. Right, but, but well, no, but, but if, if I'm, like the Parisians do, you know I mean? I, I guess my point is that Uber is just another cancer that is overtaking some of the older do you, do you systems. Do you think that's just part of policy? It is actually a policy weapon, not a, a policy hack. Well, well, I think what's happening is we're creating an environment that allows these emergent um, things like Google or whatever that, that, that get created that are sort of governed around the formation of more power and money. Yeah. And what happens is that what you used to have is controls antitrust and all these other tools, but they're being kind of usurped by this thing. And, and, and it ties back to you guys, because I remember going to a tempura shop in Japan, and it's my favorite place, and it has two places, two, two rooms, and it's run by mom and pop, and two kids, and they're awesome. And I said, why don't you open another store? They said, well, we own this building. We love our customers. Yeah. We eat our own tempura every day. Yeah. Why, 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 they're like, why, why would you, why, why would we do that? And, I'm, yeah. and then I, I was like, oh, yeah, you've got a wonderful life. Yeah. Why would they ever want more? And they were like, more than enough is way too much. And then, and then, so I, then this There's is... There's also your assumption that they would be able to run, they might be, they might be that they're too tired to run two, two right. uh, restaurants. But, but, but I think it's, the, it's like there's a Silicon Valley sort of cliche, but that doesn't like, scale. Yeah, scaling, right, right. scaling obsession. So, so, so oh, we've, been hearing, we've been hearing this forever. We, like Adafruit won't scale. Well, we're now a $50 million company in one year. We're right. over 100 people. We have 50,000 square feet. It looks like we've been scaling pretty so, good. So, so that was my... Question. Long yeah. the question was, what is your relationship to scale? Because, yeah. like, you haven't taken outside money. You're not scaling. No for the loans, sake no of venture sake. capital no at all loans, whatsoever. No venture capital, yeah. which I find is amazing, right? And so, like, do you want to scale? Is that the well, we point? Are I mean, we are scaling. We are scaling, but is it a scaling a byproduct of something else, or is that well, what you're trying to do? Well, I, I want to skip around a couple things. What you said. Okay. The first one is, so we manufacture all the Arduinos in the yeah. U.S. So we are a large-scale manufacturer. We probably create the most educational electronics for. The, at least the U.S., maybe even the world soon. So I, I think that we could say, like, depending on how you compare us with other manufacturers, um, mm -hmm. we scaled. But to, to reel it back to something that you said, I think that people like you at a place like MIT is our best shot at instilling values in the people that are going to build the systems. Yeah, like, why doesn't MIT and, scale? And, well... Well, we don't. So, exactly. So, so because we have a rule that we don't have more than 1,000 faculty. That's actually a rule. And, wow. and so by determine, making that a rule, you force it to increase in quality and not quantity. Well, uh, or at least that's the theory. I'll right? mention a few <laughs> things like, you know, you ran Creative Commons, you know Lessing. Now you're influencing the scientists and engineers that are going to make all this stuff. So 
if they're in the media lab, are they going to make a robot that shoots guns, or are they going to make an art robot? Probably an art robot if you're around. So I think that there's opportunities for leadership mm -hmm. within certain things. So Adafruit, to get it back to us, yeah. um, we're showing that it's possible to have a good business, mm -hmm. to uh, be open source, mm -hmm. so open source software, hardware, that's what we'll always do. Yeah. And uh, will we be a billion dollar open source hardware company? It looks like it's going that way. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to find people that are willing to hold on to some values right. very, very strong, and then let some stuff go. Um, it seems like venture capital and loans and being in that cycle that yeah. you were talking about yeah. just encourages so, so many things. So I guess it's what's at the service of what, right? If, yeah. if, if you've got business and scale at the service of your values, yeah. then that's good. So that, do you think it, we're scaling? I mean, and we're scaling. I mean, we're scaling at a, an organic and uh, maintainable rate, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. to me is more important than, yeah. you know, because if, if, if the whole point of Afruit is to provide um, you know, open source hardware and good education and all this information. Like, if if we scale too fast, the quality will drop. Right, right. You know, it is not. It, I don't believe it's. I haven't seen any evidence that it's possible to scale very good education at the same rate as like you know a Dropbox. It's like right. it's a, it's a different kind of company. We have to reach individual people and slowly build up this this university of, of knowledge. So I think it. It can yeah. scale, it just, it's like we've been doing this for 10 years, mm -hmm. we're at this point. Yeah, everyone at Adafruit um, who works here, um, they all have the same 401k, there's no different levels of people, there's no hierarchy with the benefits that we provide. Mm -hmm. We do things like uh, pay time off for charity. Mm -hmm. So Lamor and I, as, as, com as people who run a company, we couldn't ruin this. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's one of the things too, like everyone looks at the leaders. So how many times are we gonna hear a leader of a company is just doing terrible things? It's a DNA well, there, well, there's uh, a great of the company. Clinton interview where she said she interviewed all these CEOs and asked them that whether they do make decisions that hurt the company in the long run because they're worried about short-term shareholder response. She said all of them said that. So that's kind of a yeah, we, sort we of a, you would that. never do that. Yeah. We, always, we always do the best thing for the long term and hopefully in the short for term team, too. Yeah. But like, you know, that's, it's like we are here, we are here for the long run. We have to maintain this. For yeah, long, we've been approved to get purchased recently, um, investment. Uh, yesterday, yeah. um, and this is a cycle where it seems like that would be a huge distraction from the, our and, core and, values. And a lot of reasons why people take money. I mean, like for instance, when we were doing blogging, no one took money until yeah. somebody took money, and then they yeah. had, they all take money because you have competition, right? right. But yeah. and then I love George Church, who's one of my my favorite gurus these days, and he always says, well, if you're competing, what you're doing isn't interesting, right? I mean, it, it yeah. just sort of by definition. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'd be curious. Do you have competitors? Well, I mean, like, we're always in, underestimated and obscure until we're number one. Uh -huh. We get ignored a lot. Um, we've been doing live broadcasting for years now. Yeah. There's a lot of live broadcasting. I would say we did have competitors that were closely linked to us, that mm -hmm. were doing similar things, but we veered off. We tell stories. We do mm -hmm. um, kids' videos. So what, what, how much of your brain is involved in teaching and communication versus sort of making products? And I, I mean, it really is like about half half of what I do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, it, they are in the service of each other. You know, I, I do remember, um, you know, I, I took my this class, and he said, you know, there's this there's this push and pull between like form and function, right? Form and function. He always said like, well, you should do both. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, good point. You should mm -hmm. do both. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like there's there's the function. It's like the technology, the circuit board itself, the what voltage regulator, what op amp, how to configure the microcontroller, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, the form, which is how do I use that as a way of reaching my goals of teaching people about electronics? Mm -hmm. And you know, we don't always 
get it 100%. Like some things are like, ah, yeah, tried this thing, turned out that's not what, you know, that's not what people wanted to do. But, um, you know, I think that we are slowly but surely getting better at um, what we do is compete with ourselves. You know, like that's what I do is yeah. I, I always think L like- Lamar makes products that compete with our own products mm -hmm. and we put our other product out of business. How many products do you have? 3,000. We 3, have uh, it's like 30, yeah, 3,200 individual SKUs, like individual items See, and about. This, this is good because I, I use I guess guys I'll say scale, my, my yeah. I say 1,500, but now it's, 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 it's actually the last time you emailed me, we have double the number of products. Wow. It's 3,000. So when you, when you asked, that was the number, yeah, and yeah. now it's doubled since then. But like, to make all of them be really good, I mean, like, like all of them are really good. Like, it, we take a lot of effort. Like, I test every single sample. Like, that's my sample shelf over mm -hmm. there, and mm -hmm. I get all these you know, wires and cables and tools and solder paste and all that stuff and whatever, like LEDs, yeah. and I, I test them all to make sure that they're that they're good and the best. But what's neat is I see what people are doing in the community. We do these live broadcasts and people show us what they're doing. And sometimes people do things or we'll see things and I'm just, it's funny, it's like, you know, you get that, um, when you're a business owner, you see things and you get that fear of like, oh my God, if this catches on, like mm -hmm. I'm screwed. And then instead of like being afraid, I'm like, oh wait, no, I'll just do that. Yeah, and so yeah, what yeah. we do is, you know, we like, I'm already designing things that um, if, you know, people who are longtime customers are like, well, why should I get anything else that you built before when you made something so much better? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's the point. So we like to discontinue old products mm -hmm. and come up with new things. The companies that I see that stagnate are mm -hmm. the ones that they, they don't compete with themselves very mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And they get afraid, they, they actually see something and they're so scared of it, they ignore it. And they're like, mm -hmm. I know, I'll just pretend that this better solution, this better product doesn't exist, mm -hmm. instead of taking it in and they just They also don't document what they do. So that's yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe I that's our that secret. Work. Maybe yeah. that's our secret yeah. uh, sauce that we're hoping everyone adopts. So there's a video every single week about what Lamore mm -hmm. is making, mm -hmm. and then there's a video of all the new products, and then there's a learning guide that goes with the product. So I've stole this from like five different people who said in different ways, but good information is advertising. Mm -hmm. So Lamore, by definition is making advertising and marketing because we're just showing our work. Mm -hmm. And because you do open source, people can see the code, they can mm -hmm. inspect mm -hmm. the files. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the goal of the company a lot of times is just to put a camera on mm -hmm. her or just get as much information mm -hmm. that she has in her head out to every format possible. And because we do manufacturing in-house, we're so fast that I can do a video, I'm gonna do a video broadcast tonight mm -hmm. and be like, hey, here's what I'm working on. And I'm going to show circuit board designs that I'm working mm -hmm. on like, mm -hmm. and just say like, here's what I'm going to do and most people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're telling what people, you know, mm -hmm. what products are gonna come out yeah. with in a couple months because what if a competitor comes in and scoops yeah. you? I think and it I'm paralyzed like, the competitors has, that we sort of had. Yeah, nobody mm -hmm. has the speed because I have the equipment right here. Mm -hmm. I can get something manufactured and in the store within two or three weeks. There's just no chance. There's there's no reason for me not to share what I'm doing because there's no risk for me of a competitor coming in and scooping me. It's just, it does, it's not possible, it doesn't happen. I mean, there's this weird, mental metaphor with like when blogging came out yeah. and there used to be like content management systems with all these systems oh, yeah. and then we just blog and then and then and and there was a, I'm now on the board of the New York Times so I don't do this anymore but I remember when we used to cheer when we used to take down the mainstream media or beat them you know yeah. but, but, them, yeah. but now you've got like your whole supply chain is as fast as blogging mm -hmm. I mean it just seems like yeah. and and and, Very similar. And, and this and this live video thing too right cuz you guys were doing it Forever. We've, and we've been broadcasting every years. week for eight years. The only live electronics broadcast. Yeah, that's it. It's us for yeah. eight years. And it's, it's it's becoming a thing. I mean, like it, it was your thing, but now, like with the Facebook Live, it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, do you have any thoughts on where it's going, or I mean, if you're going to change anything? Yeah, I mean, like if you look around, what we're doing. So we have um, Periscope on a phone. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a hardware device called Mevo. It's not turned on, but that's mm -hmm. a 4K yeah. 
camera and in hardware it's doing face recognition and it has Wi-Fi built in so it just can broadcast. Um, it's getting easier and easier for mm -hmm. the tools to be approachable by a wider variety of people, much like blogging made mm -hmm. a lot of people writers mm -hmm. that maybe didn't have the audience. Yep. So I think the cycle that we're gonna see is um, YouTube uh, stagnated for a bit. Mm -hmm. Facebook is adding features. Twitch came in. Mm -hmm. They have things like archived mm -hmm. uh, text and chat, and so uh, YouTube is starting to do stuff. But the problem is the noise, and they need to get rid of um, some of the riffraff. So YouTube is already talking about, we have an algorithm that doesn't monetize some videos now mm -hmm. because there's just not enough money to right, fuel right, all this right. stuff. So they have to be more selective. So I think that if you're a smart company that does anything, you do need to have a blog. You need to have a video series. You need to have a social media presence. Mm -hmm. If you don't, like you're just kind of ignoring everything yeah. and this this always happens. You know what one thing I notice is people listen to podcasts more. Yeah. I mean it's been around yeah. it's easier. now. It's, it's easier, right? Yeah. And, and so I've been like putting things into podcast format. Yeah, we this all all the stuff that we do goes into iTunes. Okay. And I think some of the physical devices like um, Apple TV has mm -hmm. made it help. And then Apple um, sucks sometimes when a company forgets about something and then they're like, oh no, we should really do that. So Podcasts were probably held back a right. bit by Apple, uh -huh. but now they're interested in it again. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like you've always been there. Like I remember talking about like how to do RSS enclosures in your IRC chat mm -hmm. 15 years ago. Yeah, like yeah. we haven't been doing that much stuff yeah, different. Yeah, and, and I think the trick is to stay alive until it actually <laughs> becomes a thing. Like, like yeah. finally VR is here. Yeah. It's like the third time. AI is yeah. finally back. Okay, <laughs> I can dust off my second life stuff again. And, like, and, and my favorite is Bitcoin. Like, in the, in, because we set up one of the first, or the first Digicast servers, and we yeah. sold music. And like back in the 90s, I thought, this is that, it. That, that digital cash was going to be like the big thing, and then Bitcoin came. I remember like, it, was, it was. Oh, wow. oh yeah, everyone was working on like micropayments, and then they yeah. figured out a way to do it. Well, I mean, uh, you do the show and tell every week, and that's our customers. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What What do you like about that? Because that's something that took off more than we expected. I think what, what's really neat is you know you get to see like power users, you get people to see who are doing very advanced things, but you also get to see how kids are interacting with electronics, and it, you know because. It, they have such a different view of it that you know seeing young kids and they're like experts at this stuff. They 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 are they are hacking the electronics that we get them. So it, they don't even use it in the way I expect. They're like, okay, I'm going to use this servo to make like a, a safe cracking device. Like it's mm -hmm. not it's not something we expect. And it's not even very good for what they're doing. But mm -hmm. they just don't care, which I kind of like. I, I like seeing that. Um, freedom of creativity, mm -hmm. so that's yeah. kind of cool. It's also um, it's interesting. So five years for all of us isn't a lot of time. But these kids started coming on our show mm -hmm. and tell at 15. Mm -hmm. Now they're 20 and applying for jobs and we're hiring right, them. Right, right. Whoa, oh, that's like cool. that's, that's so cool. weird. And um, actually uh, someone at uh, a publication emailed us and said, why do you do the show and tell? You don't, you're not selling any products. It just looks like a bunch of random people showing stuff they made. Mm -hmm. And our response was, um, if you look at the people that are building some of the future platforms at Adafruit, that's how we met them. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Putting Lady Ada in a plane mm -hmm. all the time doesn't scale, mm -hmm. but having everyone show her stuff yeah. and like kind of finding them in the a matrix. Be good and that's if like, you guys came to MIT every once in a while. <laughs> I know you've, that's but, the thing. But we I have, have to come to the. It's, but we it's have, time. but we have there. HD. <laughs> we have a Lady Ada hologram machine. I'll show it to you in a bit. We have a 360 camera. I lost my Kerbos ticket, so I can't go. Oh, uh, we'll camera. give you one of those. <laughs> no, but yeah, but, yeah I. Um, she could be engineering. And that's hey. the thing. It's like you guys are like. Ever since I met you, or ever since I came here, you like barely leave, right? You're like you work. 
It's only work if you'd rather be doing something well, you know, else. We yeah, do, we do, do do other stuff. I mean, we really go. To, we definitely go to events, and like we know we're speaking. We speak like every week, usually mm -hmm. at a thing, usually remotely, but sometimes locally. Mm -hmm. um, we do events. I mean, a lot of stuff yeah. comes here to New York. Yeah, yeah, which that's is true. Pretty nice. It is center of the universe for a lot of things, but then. Um, what was the last event we did a talk at? I'm trying to remember. Last event we did talk at. Uh, remotely or no, in here person? In New York. In New York. Um, what was the Google? We went you to the did, Google. I think you did a talk at some Google event. Yeah, we did a women in technology. When's the last yeah. time you were in Boston? Um, to see your folks. It was a, a month ago? Yeah, but it was only on a weekend. It was only on a weekend. It was only on a weekend. It was a weekend. As we visit family and, and okay. some friends. Okay, okay. Next time, you gotta tell us. Absolutely, I'll bring on this camera equipment. Well, we, we went to the Open Source Hardware talk. We, yeah. we did a. We were we're doing a talk at uh, West Point, but we're, we're doing it from here. Oh, wow. Next Cyber. week. And we're gonna try to influence them. So this kind of gets back to something you said before. Um, wouldn't it be neat if uh, the, MI, uh, the, the West Point students had someone like Lamore mm -hmm. to influence them about how they think about technology and mm -hmm. decisions? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like you're a hacker that got put in some amazing places. Mm -hmm. And so we, we certainly can't say no to, uh, this will be the second time we did it, we're doing a talk wow. uh, at West Point and we want to broadcast it live. And they're like, yeah, yeah that sounds great. And I think that's one of the things that we can do is show that you can be um, a great company, a great person, great mm -hmm. values, mm -hmm. and um, you can show your work. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we say now is if uh, Lamar does a talk or I do a talk, uh, it has to be uh, broadcast and available for mm -hmm. everyone. And, and I think, I mean, to answer my own question about money is if you look at like the 60s, there was a moment where it wasn't all about the money. And if you think about- <laughs> for, like, for like five minutes in America. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I think that if you think about what, if, what, what it was, it was like the Beatles, it was Timothy Leary, it was drugs, it yeah. was uh, Grateful Dead. It was a culture change. It wasn't somebody changing the rules. It wasn't some, you know, it wasn't even entrepreneurship, right? So, so what I think is like, you've got to kind of infect the system, but it's through culture. And there's a, there's a quote that I can't find an attribution of who said it. So, um, but but it's I'd rather rather write the country's songs than the country's laws, because I think that's, that's actually the dials yeah. that you turn. And so, I, and I feel like what you're doing is you're creating a new movement yeah. around a way of thinking about stuff and the yeah. way you do stuff. And I think the thing about if uh, 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 if you do the movement properly, I think that's really the only way you counteract some of this sort of cancerous growth. That we're yeah, doing. I don't think that the style that Lamore has with stuff is telling people how they're doing engineering is wrong. She just shows how much better it is mm -hmm. that we're doing it open source along the way. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, and you're part of Creative Commons, you really can't protect circuit boards. So you may as well get the word out about the, the learning, the, the mm -hmm. physical bits you can't do anything about. You can get a patent, you can get a trademark, you can get copyright for the code, but the mm -hmm. circuit board, mm -hmm. this is why like phones are phones. Like mm -hmm. A lot of it is just like, well, you look at a circuit board and you make your own. And so I think that when you show the value that open source brings, right. it is a form of advertising. It is a form of marketing that Lamor does just automatically. And, and as, as people who do this, I, one thing I wanted to ask you was, how broken is the intellectual property stuff around it? Or have you figured out a way to deal with all the open hardware stuff? I mean, there's no, there's, I mean, we did the, um, you know, we were on the, the original committee for open source hardware many years ago. Yeah, the definition. The definition, and we, mm -hmm. we worked it out. And basically, you know, the best thing that we came up with was, I mean, the best thing we came up with was, um, let's follow intent and let's make intent clear because as you've seen um, with Creative Commons and like the, you know, the FedEx mm -hmm. versus, you know, Mindsoft or whatever, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, even something as clear as, 
as copyright is not really right. clear. Right. Right. Um, it can be very it can be very confusing, and that's why the stuff goes to court. So I think that you know what we do is we make it very clear what our intent is, mm -hmm. and so you know we do put everything out under open source licenses when we release it. But moreover, we constantly explain what we find acceptable what we don't. Like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm doing a Kickstarter and I'm going to use your hardware, and we say, that's fine, it's share alike. You need to also, as part mm -hmm. of your Kickstarter mm -hmm. reward, release your design if it's, if it's a derivative of ours. We're not going to like call the cops on you if you believe it. You know, I'm not going to go through and say, is it a derivative or not, if you believe it's a derivative. We're just trying to set up the social norms because mm -hmm. from, from working on the definition and talking to people, um, in, you know, various open source groups, they're basically like, it's intent that matters more than mm -hmm. nitpicking about what what each word in the license means. Because I mean, like even open source software, it's based on like well-known copyright law, and it's right. complete. And that's often yeah, how, one of the ways I get artists to do Creative Commons is I say, you know, sh showing an intent to share often yeah. gets the community on your side to protect you when somebody yeah. abuses you. Yeah. Whereas if you're saying all rights reserved and somebody steals your stuff. Yeah. No one really helps you. you know? Right. And there's it is, also that is true. Policing part too, that right? is true. Yeah. Folks want a license that's going to protect them, but even when something is completely closed, it still gets cloned. So if you're yeah. going to do something, you should be clear why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And for us, um, we realize that circuit boards will get copied, cloned, counterfeited, but the Adafruit name you can't use. And if yeah. you use our code, you can't take our names off of it and put and, your names and, on and, it instead. In a way, and this is we use at Creative Commons and, and also at, at, at Mozilla. Trademark is actually the thing I'm really yeah. fussy about, right? Yes, and, and, yeah, us too. That's yeah. super, much easier to deal with. We're yeah. super fussy about that. If you try to claim your Adafruit, we're we're going to stop you. Like, yeah. but everything else is almost okay. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. And so, speaking of, what's that? Okay. Oh, this is AdaBox. Move the overhead. Yeah, we got this overhead. Might as well use it. Um, so we just launched this like last night, um, but all the people got their AdaBoxes. So we uh, we now have a maker subscription service. Um, this went out to thousands of people, and uh, they signed up, and then they got their Ada boxes. It's a different one every quarter, meant for beginners. And unlike other subscription companies that are just subscription companies, um, uh, we're not going broke with this. This is a profitable endeavor mm -hmm. on the business side, but it's also um, the start of a series of beginner subscription services from us that teach electronics. Yeah. So you want to want to open it up? Okay. Do you want this, by the way? This is why we saved this one. Oh really? Yeah. I do. But okay. but I, but I have like three cities before I go home, so I might. We can send it to online. you. Well, you can't. You can't. <laughs> oh, I will save this okay, for you and send okay, it to okay. you. So it's cool. You're, the, it's like, you're um, hacking the system already. There's actually a print shop um, in this building, and so we use them to oh, well. print the sleeve, and so this cutout. They like have a die cutting machine because we don't, own, you know, we just don't have that machine, mm -hmm. so we have this cool. Get a box cut out, and then each box comes with you know a list of what's included, and. URLs and all that good stuff, and it's blue, and so each one has its own color code. Hmm. And then this is the packaging that we we use for everything. This is our packaging, and, and it's funny we order so many boxes that um, at this point it actually is less expensive for us to custom specify a box, all black with um, Adafruit flower and um, a barcode for uh, shipping. Um, yeah, and if you go on Twitter right now, if you look for Pound Ada Box, you can see all the kids hmm. that just got them. Um, and that's the video that we did. Speaking of live video, we did a live unboxing last night of all this. Mm. Um, so we have this custom tissue paper, which has sort of like a, a Delft uh, design. Okay. So you can see it's like a hand with a soldering iron, and then it's beautiful. <laughs> awesome. I don't want to. Should I take it all apart? Or you want to? Yeah, it is. So okay, I will. I will not. I will put, put it back. Oh, that was a nice tissue. move. Put it back in the tissue. 
So you get basically, it's like a, it's a, a starter kit. It's for you know somebody's first electronics kit. They get um, all sorts of sensors and, and cables and um, fully assembled. You get a collectible pin yeah. with a feather pin. Um, so each Adabox is going to have a different collectible wow. so that you yeah. can collect them. But then, you know, you get um, a feather board, which is our family of, um, you know, Arduino-compatible, breadboard-friendly microcontrollers. No soldering, low cost. No soldering, cost. it's just plug and play. Just works. And we have all these guides and tutorials that go with it. And we have so. a good battery so you can take it around. And all of like the really high quality things like these cables that we've, you know, we, we get these made in Shenzhen, but it took us a really long time to get like perfect cables. Um, so now we do. Can I say one thing about soldering? Yeah. Because one of our SafeCast is this thing that I helped start. Yeah, and, and they, they use our parts. Yeah, they and, use and, the GPS module and, and more. We found out that schools can't do them because they're not allowed to use soldering iron. That's yeah. right. Is that, is that one of the reasons you did this? Yep. Yeah, we have yeah. two products that are built for educators, and we had to make sure that it was soldered in I advance. Mean, and and it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and it was funny. When I first started at MIT, the first email I sent to the mailing list was on a weekend. I said, does anybody have a soldering iron? And because I need to fix my Geiger counter. And a, a, bunch, a, a student sent me an email saying, I think you're going to do OK here. Okay. <laughs> and then now I'm, I joined all the undergraduate mailing lists just to kind of get a sense because I'm are you on reuse? I'm, 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 well, no. But I'm advising freshmen, and, and people are asking for stuff that I have. And I was like, wait a second, it's going to be kind of creepy if like, I jump in and say, oh, yeah, I have, a, I have an Allen wrench. Come place. see me. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, so I asked one of the, the GRGs, and, and, and I said, do you think it'd be creepy if I started like chiming into undergraduate mailing list? She goes, well, well let's, she said, let's make an opt-in mailing list that like you and the like faculty can do so that you don't like it doesn't feel like you're spying yeah, on yeah. Kids, so. but, 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 but no, it's, it's, when, it is like a little, it's a, cult, it's a social group, it's a yeah. culture. Yeah. But the idea of uh, like tech shops and hacker spaces where you can go and get all this stuff, there's MITRES at MIT yeah. where all this stuff is available. So, so, but, but, so this is targeted to kids who probably can't have a soldering iron This is school. for anybody who wants to get started and the idea behind it is you don't need anything other than what's in the box. Yeah. So yeah. every box and we have four that we're going to be doing over the course of a year, mm -hmm. we're designing them specifically so that it is completely all That's in awesome. one. You don't need awesome. anything else and all of the tutorials are online. You don't even need a book because mm -hmm. the software is free, the guides are online, the videos are online, everything is. And then you're going to be doing videos where you Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did one last night. So we yeah. did the unboxing and we showed all the stuff you we can do. We just showed a quick demo. Yeah, like make, make a temperature, temperature sensor. sensor and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like as we do each project, there will be every box will have projects and tutorials that go with it. And it's you know what's nice is a lot of these parts we already have tutorials. Like right. those right. are this is nothing new. Yeah. We're just putting it in a yeah, good object-oriented tutorial. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So it's like we already then, have a good guide for a temperature sensor. So yeah. we just make a little tweak to it and make it. And then if friendly. if folks are really interested, um, and you never know what's going to spark a kid or anyone on their journey of electronics. So this all hooks up into Adafruit IO. This is our Internet of Things service for makers. It's free, mm -hmm. and it's meant to be. Um, I mean, you're in the you're in the VC world. Sometimes everyone tried to make a data logging service mm -hmm. like ten mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. So this is the only one that we know of that works with um, Arduino and Raspberry Pi and BeagleBone, and it uh, has MQTT, which is a neat protocol. And so you can hook up any of the things that we have in the subscription service to this data logging service. And then we also came up with a Internet of Things Bill of Rights, because we think that that's going to be the next right, frontier, right, right, right. where like, you need a Creative Commons license for your data feed. Because, the like, Bill of Rights it? is from the perspective of the hardware, or from the perspective of the hacker? Of the user. Of the user. We think that people have the right to manage their data uh, in a very okay, specific I get it. way. I get it. I get and it. so 
Um, we started this in 2013. Um, Lamour contributed to an article in the New York mm -hmm. Times, and we thought it would be good to, for the data to be portable. You know, every time Google sunsets a mm -hmm. IoT device, mm -hmm. everyone freaks out. Right, I remember. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I have like 10 things that don't work anymore. And so we thought it'd be neat for us to start from the beginning. And these are the values that we talked about earlier. Right, right. Like it'll be hard for someone to come along and ruin Adafruit because this is, we, we said this is exactly what we believe. Yeah. So maybe one of the ways that we can help um, uh, not have these giant cancerous entities is to have the DNA fixed. Right. right. We might not be able to fix it yeah. after the fact, yeah. but maybe the beginning is where and, we and, and again, I think just as the Beatles were culture at one layer, this is culture at another layer, right? Yeah. Because this is something you buy into emotionally and you say, I'm not going to buy anything unless it has this. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, the other thing is we all hang out together in different ways and we'd be, it'd be weird to be in an EFF party and be like, oh yeah, like we're the creeps that now own your data. Like I think there's social. That'd be so not cool. Well, you know, I think there'd be social <laughs> pressures. No, I think there'd be social pressures because we're supposed to be out there um, looking after each other and, and fighting for. Yeah. Um, the rights that we want to have online. So that's one of the things that Lamar wanted to have as part of uh, our data services. And, and you know what's depressing right now is whenever I talk about like open web and a lot of people are just like, you know, it's too late. You know, and it's just like they've given nope. up and, and I'm like, no, you, 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 the min, the, you're making it too late by Yeah, up, like we know. have our own, you know, like, you know, we have our own learning system and everything and everything's open. Like there's nothing on Adafruit where you have to register mm -hmm. to get access to. We like purposefully fight against that. You know, you, you don't have to even be a customer to post in our forums or, or look at our stuff. You know, the only thing we require registration for is Adafruit.io just because we have to have some user right, login. Right. Yeah. But you don't have to buy anything. Well, we've been told it's too late for 10 years about electronics. Oh, it's too late. You know, everything's made in China. Okay, it's too late. No, um, take stuff apart. It's too late. You need an NDA for every data sheet. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. It's too late. There's five companies that make all the dev boards. Okay. And um, what's nice is that we're a large purchaser of all these chips. Mm -hmm. um, the large companies are saying, what can we do to have Adafruit use these chips? And we say, well, you can't have NDAs. Mm -hmm. And you have to have some type of open code mm -hmm. for it. And I think that we're starting to influence mm -hmm. these larger chip manufacturers from the outside because they just see the value. They're like, oh, like you'll get 2,000 people to use our thing. Like, oh, that's what we want. And, and I can't speak on behalf of Sony, and I'm speaking as somebody who speaks at Sony sometimes, but I, I have been pushing, and I think people are listening more to the idea that these hardware companies need to be open. And or parts of it, more, yeah. More like... Um, an ecosystem, yeah, and, and, and I think I think there I think there's there have been enough failures now that you know they, they, they may be slow but they're trainable, and I think some of these companies you do see that used to be more traditionally closed starting to open up, and and yeah. and, 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 and and I think the problem with Shenzhen, the good stuff, there's a lot of good stuff, but they're not that good at standards and and and, and, and networks, everyone's just you know? doing their own thing. So it's I think just, that's kind of yeah. our role over here is to because it's very it's very copy and pasty. If there's something out there that does yeah. it, they'll just copy and paste it into whatever they're doing. So if there's a good open standard, they'll use it. But oftentimes it's just whatever. It's right. like whatever some engineer at some company came up with, and then they released it. And I see like this, you know, kind of crappy protocol gets copied and pasted around. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, that's yeah. how you end up with like IoT devices that have like no password security and are right. just like, you know, and, just and, like, and connected. And like, you know, if you know the MAC address, you can turn off somebody's lights. You know, stuff and like it's, that. It's also when no one's going to look at it. People don't make it clean, and it's like oh, yeah. like closed source. You can't open source because it's yeah. messy. I think the IoT stuff. A lot of people just assume no one would see it. But now people are looking at it, and hopefully that'll make it. It's in their cool. homes. It's right. in the most intimate, intimate places in the world. Don't you want to know 
some of the things that go into it. Right. Um, it seems like that's going to be um, a selling feature. Samsung CEO did an interesting thing. Um, of course, we took a snapshot of this, put it on our blog because we're going to follow up. He said, IoT is going to be open at Samsung. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we're going to see as Samsung gets into this space. That What's, was two years ago. That was like a Oh, it's on our blog, yeah. yeah. And I think when they start to use open as a marketing term, then mm -hmm. it's up to us to right. hold them to that standard. Because we're held to a standard. If we don't release um, our code or files within like 10 minutes, people are like, oh, Adafruit's not open source anymore. It's like, no, like we just, we're uploading it to GitHub right now. Mm -hmm. So I think that having that same um, emphasis on being open if you're going to say you're open yeah. and not letting the larger companies get away with marketing the word open. Yeah. Unless yeah. And, they... and that's the thing is like everything gets usurped unless you are very diligent, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and open's already sort of organic and green and open. And yeah. We were losing, like, like open source has just been taken over. And, and that's where Richard Stallman has. Like, I think we I, took Hacker back though. We did. Well, you yeah. know what? So this, we... this is actually slightly off. Confidential, so I have to be. You're really broadcasting careful. live on the I know, internet. I have to be right now. careful about. Like you're how like I say four it. different ways but, we're broadcasting. But but there but there is a very wonderful person, who works for a very powerful person, um, who was able to get a policy changed, to not be allowed to have that powerful person use hacker in the negative anymore. Okay. I know who you're talking. I know. I know. I know this. Yeah. I think yeah, I do. Oh, wait till we're off camera. But yeah. But 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 so so there are these little wins yeah. that we're making. I do think that hack. Partially, it's hackathon. Kind of got hacking back, but that's fine. I mean, I, I think I think, but 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 so so let, you know there is progress, and I think we just have to yeah. keep fighting. Yeah, I'm here. We're doing this yeah, thing. we're gonna. That's pretty much what we do. And, is and, it, and, and and one thing that somebody pointed out was sticking to it in tenacity. Like why NRA is still successful and can't be beaten sometimes is that a lot of the attacks on NRA are just these momentary blurps. Whereas yeah. NRA just has been just saying the same thing for a long time with a lot of energy. And there's something to just keeping uh, consistent. Show, showing up every day. Yeah. So we show up every single day. Just three years ago, I was walking around lower Manhattan looking for postal bins. And most of the time, they were filled with dog pee, because that's what happens. Dogs would pee on them. And then I'd have to take the postal bins back. I'd have to clean them off. And then I would ship all the packages and put them in. And that was um, tough, but we did it every day. And now we have a shipping team of like 50 people. And we don't have to go get the postal bins. The postal service delivers the bins for us. So I think one of the things that we always tell some of the entrepreneurs is like, you'll have to wake up 5 in the morning for a while, and you'll work, you'll work really hard. But it's not going to be like that forever. Mm -hmm. You will be able to find good people. Yeah. But you do have to let people know what you're doing. You have to tell your story. Mm -hmm. And there is, there is a lot of um, fun when you're in that stage, because we were so ignored. Mm -hmm. No one cared what we did. And now, like, we know that the things that we do matter even more because we're broadcasting constantly. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we always do the right thing, have the right values, and how can we, how can we help change other words like hacker or open right, or, right. you know, what does it mean to be an engineer? Well, they can have pink hair and a lip ring and make wave bubble things yeah. that yeah. jam cell phones. Well, we should increase the frequency of our interaction to more than once every 10 years. Okay. That's a, should we? Can we agree on that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a time traveler. I'm a time traveler. I, I, I think when we're done, we'll just play. Maybe we could play out okay. this video. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have anything else? No, I think everything's going good. We'll be here. Awesome. Okay. Do well, thank you again. Thank you. Uh, you've always helped us um, spiritually. Uh, we've never asked for money or anything because we we haven't needed it. But I think every time that we've uh, spirit animal. Well, I think it's just one of the things like you're always. You're my spirit animal. Yay! So. <laughs> well, it's like you're always. Well, money's everybody's spirit animal. I, I don't know what way to explain it, but like 
we're always idling in the same channel together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like there's orbits. And as technology changes and tools come along, we yeah. all run into each other. Because we, we have all the same gadgets, it turns out, even it, 10 it, years later. <laughs> yeah. No, there isn't anyone else I know who's like, oh, yeah, Wirecast. Like, OK, well, how do you do the RMTP thing? And like, oh, I have Amiibo, too. Yeah, me, too. Yay. <laughs> We're still editing XML documents. I know. I know. It's a secret. Tenor if you can edit XML files, you rule the you web can right rule now. The world. Yeah, it's true. Well, the web. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Cool. Okay, let's play. Let's I'm going to play, play out this video here. This is us 10 years ago. So that's one example. Yeah. But more like she and she builds kits and so like, what, what do you so what do you what do you do? So um, my thing is that a year ago I started doing um, building. Oh, sorry. A year ago I started um, <laughs> not only like doing electronics. I was like doing electronics, but I sort of decided like, oh well, people are like keep emailing me like, I really want to build your stuff, and I'm like, oh well, I can't because I only made one. And I was like, oh maybe I'll make like a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I started a small little business where I make kits and my like big thing that um, I make is the synthesizer. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a clone of a really popular synthesizer that's actually not made anymore, mm -hmm. called the TB303. Mm -hmm. um, it's got like all the knobs and buttons and sequencer. And it's like, it was like a year long project. Three people worked really hard on it. Mm -hmm. And um, like when we were, we just released, like, like I, I, I sell kits for like $150. You can buy all the parts, like $300, mm -hmm. you can buy all the parts. And um, you know, I send you a box and you build it and you've got like basically this box almost mm -hmm. exactly and like you're ready to go. Um, you know, but then I like we released everything open source. Like mm -hmm. the firmware, the hardware, the software, the DXF files, the CAT files, everything. Like it's all like some like you know, somebody actually made a clone of a clone, which is kinda wow. funny. So, so but, people are actually making that then. So people are making my clone, but what was really cool is like not only did people actually make it, which was amazing that people mm -hmm. actually built it, because like, oh I'll just sit in a box somewhere. No, people actually like, half the people who bought one built it. And then, like, because, like, music musicians are mm -hmm. kind of like, they're like the ham radio geeks right. of our generation. Mm -hmm. Like, they're really into circuit bending, like you've heard about circuit bending. Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, oh, I want to I wanna get in there. And, like, often it's like, well, I have a warranty, and it's like in this plastic box, and it's mm -hmm. heat sealed, and mm -hmm. I can't get in there. But because they were already in there, uh -huh. and they, like, and they debug the whole thing, and they know which, this is, this is the VC. They don't have to reverse engineer anything. They have the schematics, the right. firmware. I made it, like, I put a USB port so you can upload firmware, like, mm -hmm. super easy, and software. Like, people started contributing. People were like, I found this bug in the MIDI code, so I just fixed it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, didn't, I know that you'll fix it, but you're busy, so I just fixed it for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. kind of cool. And then some guy's like, oh, like, I designed a new cool panel with, like, backlighting and stuff, and I'm going to sell it. And, and I was like, no problem, like, Creative Commons, go ahead. Like, I don't care, like, make money off of it. Right. And then, like, you know, like some guy set up like a full documentation wiki and like did a really good job, and that was kind of creepy because who does documentation mm -hmm. voluntarily? <laughs> that was really weird. He's really cool, and like people started writing music with it, and like people, like I, I mean, I have some pictures in my slides. Like people put but more buttons and sliders, and they just went crazy because they're like, yeah, like I can't lose. You know, this is like mm -hmm. I can do whatever I want because it was like 300 bucks, which is like nothing mm -hmm. in like music world. That's right, like. Right. That's like a foot pedal is $300. <laughs> so it's like if I break out, I'll just get another one. And right. it's like plastic. And it was just like, it was like a soft platform where there was no fear. Mm -hmm. There was no like, it's not, it's not meant to start with, so there's no, right. there's no problem. So that was really cool to just see how within one year I had like this huge group of contributors and there's a community and like they really love it. They're like, I love my Zoxbox, you know? That's amazing. It's I'm so cool. glad you exist. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I exist too. Um, so that's that's basically what I'm going to talk about. Is just like this, just totally. And it, wow. you know, we were like, maybe we'll sell 20. That, like, I'm going to have 80 kits in under my bed, and I'll never sell them. But it's been like, it's been everyone loves it. Wow. So the interesting thing from like my point of view, because I cover her stuff a lot, and um, 
and I'm watching what's going on in, in this like kit building thing. Like, what like a company could do this in a big way. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you look at this little mini case study of how she's doing this, so her customers are documenting the project, they're in, they're they're designing the product and making it better. Mm -hmm. And you're a team of one person doing this. Like you can scale because your customers, not because you hire 50 more people. And so it's a neat model. Like everything might, you know, imagine like if you can improve your 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 car or whatever. Uh, Blizzard kind of gets it. Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft. You can make your own interface, and if it gets right. good enough, they just add it. Right. Right. And so there's other examples where you know your customers mm -hmm. are your your engineers. So it's it's kind of like this open source meme spilling over into everything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a way. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's we're a physical objects. We're becoming comfortable with this idea yeah. of participating and doing stuff, and now everybody's like. No, just to here, maybe. Okay. Um, I, I actually think because of where we're at with the internet and RSS and easy to connect with people and email and wikis and blogs and everything, we're actually at the point where it's so much better to involve your customers uh, and it's okay to make money at all this too. Right. Like you're not like you. Yeah, they know you I charge make money. money. Yeah, you yeah charge they know money. that I make money, but yeah. they're also like they also kind of like well you don't make enough money. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they're yeah. like. Like people want to yeah, pay people. It, it, like it's, it's an odd thing. Humans like to pay money for a product or you know service, but it can still be open source. Like right. it's still, it, you can still have a great business. 